0: Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's
1: got
0: They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do,
2: don't fall asleep.
0: We have such sights to show you.
2: They're all gonna
0: laugh at you! You're listening to the Jersey Coals.
1: Werewolves. Werewolves. Welcome to our queer Roof episode. (laughs) Hey, everybody. What's
2: up? Ow!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls.
2: That's right. And if you didn't get it from (laughs) Nate's wonderful hint, tonight we're here to talk about Velvulves.
0: I hope it wasn't too subtle. No. No, I don't. No,
1: No, with, with the full moon beaming... Through the windows. That's right. Nate is howling. And if uh, actually, you, if anybody here is a werewolf, it is definitely you because you need a fucking haircut. Oh, you Don't. definitely have the most luxurious
2: <laughs> locks of the, at the table. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Pantene. Oh, that's so, so silky smooth. <laughs>
1: And you know what? He probably doesn't have a single fucking split end because that's no, just like life that's, of dudes. Right, that's my, right. That's
0: no, my hair felt super shitty today so I washed it with like 12 different types of hair things. <laughs> it
1: looks very soft No, it today. does. It truly does look
2: You nice. should try washing it more often. It looks good. Just kidding, JK. <laughs> Ooh, I got a dirty look. You did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are here tonight to talk about one of... My least favorite horror subjects, but nevertheless, one that's interesting. Like, never, I've never been a werewolf person.
0: No, no. I, I mean, it's, it's like super hit or miss. I don't know why. True. I don't know why it's werewolf specifically. So hit or miss. But I think it is for what me,
1: I like it simply because it falls into the monster category and supernatural, and yeah. that's that's my jam. So makes sense. Makes yeah.
2: sense. But tonight, I think I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say we're talking about two relatively decent. Uh, additions to the werewolf canon. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the Howling. Uh, what year was that? 1981. The okay. best year ever in the world.
0: Yeah. Because we were born, when correct. When the most important yes. people were born, <laughs> obviously.
2: <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about 1981's *The Howling*, and we're going to be talking about Ginger Snaps from the year 2000, mm. from,
1: the year from the millennium, from the
2: millennium,
1: <laughs> from the Y2K. That's right. <laughs> so um, why don't we start off with uh, *The Howling*? Yeah, sounds good. Um, I'll be the first to admit that I feel like I maybe should have my horror card taken away. I've never, I've never seen this movie in its entirety. This was honestly my first start to finish viewing
0: of The Howling. Uh, what? Because me too. Yeah.
1: I thought this was like a majorly popular. Like we really should have seen it being as big th- as horror th- fans I think that it we is. are.
2: I mean, I think, and I'll admit, I, this is my first straight f- <laughs> like start to finish. I've yeah. always like acted. This is one of those ones where I will totally pretend in the right crowd that I've seen it, and I secretly <laughs> totally hadn't all so the way.
0: I knew about it. Mm-hmm. I knew about it from just you know reading and such, but I mean it came out in nineteen eighty one so when I was a kid, I don't know, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a reason why I didn't see it, and there's really no reason, yeah, I like Joe Dante, I like horror movies, you know, like I don't, I don't, I don't know
2: I mean, I love d Wallace and the Carradines, so
0: yeah i don't I don't know I don't maybe it's it. just something I don't know this movie's strange though.
2: It does, and it has a very, I, I mean, obviously, because it's 81, it has such a 70s aesthetic to it, which I, I liked a lot. Yeah. Like, I thought the way it portrayed the city reminded me of, like, Taxi Driver, just this gritty, slummy, slimy film. I, I dug it. I dug that kind of, like, uh, greeny filmmaking of those early 80s horror. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, Jackie, you want to get us a quick little...
1: Yeah, we'll do a little... Uh, a little we'll synopsis. do a little back-of-the-box synopsis, is that yeah. we have... Karen, who is a news reporter, a pretty well-known news reporter, uh, is in cahoots with the police to help catch a serial killer. And it succeeds. It works. They catch the serial killer. They kill him. But the events of his capture has left her with some pretty extreme PTSD. So she gets sent away to a place called the Colony. And she can kind of rest and recuperate and kind of get herself... Back on track. Um, unfortunately, some weird things keep happening happening at the colony. And spoiler alert: everybody at the colony are all werewolves. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I love about this
2: film is that I thought it packed in a lot of really shocking. I know, but the themes that <laughs> it played with <laughs> were mm-hmm. really good and were so relevant for today, like today's
0: times too. I, th- I thought that they were actually going for. There was a lot of problems with cults in the late '70s, and I was—I kept getting that kind of vibe off of this movie too. That's a good call. Yeah, about like, uh, like people trying to rescue people from cults and that kind of, you know.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, and how susceptible people were to these like weird retreat like places because mm-hmm. of how gr- like grim and scary the world was in the late 70s, mm-hmm. kind of remind you of today. Like if somebody were like, "Hey, come to the desert. I'll make it all go away." I would think about it cuz that's how miserable I am with what's going on in our life today. Um all right. So let's I think I want to start off if it's okay with you guys with talking about the beginning and how I felt like the one thing my one gripe about this film is that it's uneven in that there's really cool, really good, crazy scenes and then it's like snooze fest for a while and then it's really good again. Yeah, <laughs>
1: absolutely. For me, the movie started with it was like in like you know you start watching the movie it was instant. <gasps> oh my god! And then instant disappointment because I thought the the lead actor, um, Karen's husband, mm-hmm. I thought that was Tom Atkins from Halloween three. Uh, oh my god, me too for a while. But it's not. I googled. I um, googled it. It's not. But it actually it turned out to be Dee Wallace's late husband. Yeah, no, they were married. Yeah. They were actually in a couple movies together. But I thought it was Tom Atkins from Halloween three, and then I just sat there and sang um, the Shamrock song guys, for like the first couple minutes.
0: You guys are the yeah. only ones that would be excited to see Tom Atkins in a movie. I could give you <laughs> a list of Tom Atkins <laughs> That's movies and be like, oh, never mind, I don't want to watch any of these. You're kidding
1: me, Night of the Creeps. Oh my God. I mean, he's that been in some movie good time. movies. He's but definitely, he's but no. So it wasn't him. So I, I was instantly disappointed. Um, no infe- No, no, no offense. R.I.P to the guy I don't remember what his name is. Yeah, and he, he no. died. So.
2: Um it also made <laughs> me like really realize just how much of like an underappreciated scream queen D Wallace really is. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at her canon and ironically she's in another movie that we're going to deal with soon, but she's been in a shit ton of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like nope, she never is the first name to jump into people's heads when we talk about like strong females in horror. Yeah. And her character like holds her own in this movie. Like I give her I give her credit. I mean, her PTSD is a little ridiculous, yeah. but other than that, like she, I feel like it. For, for the record, I think this film is very guilty of having the total male gaze, like it to ad nauseum, but not so bad as like the '80s films we're used to watching. Right. Um, I actually think it it kind of uses violence against women, and empowering women to. C- commit violence later on in the film as a very kind of interesting juxtaposition about the idea of like control and power and all that stuff. But um, the first thing I want to talk about is what this film is saying about the media. Because that's shit's fascinating. But I mean, should we save that till the end? No, bring it on. You think so? Yeah, let's talk. Okay, so um, I think we're in a time right now where the media is being, there's two thoughts, right? The media is the enemy and the media is the victim. And I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle of all that, if I can be so bold. I think that Mm -hmm. the media is guilty of perpetuating the problems in our society, but I also think that this witch hunt against the media is deeply problematic and deeply speaks to, like, fascist ideology. Um, And in this film, like, the media is part of the problem. So I think that this film makes us kind of face to face with this idea that like th- you know violence sells gore sells they take this woman and they use her as bait to make their ratings that's crazy and it's sickening <laughs> right like it's it's absolutely disgusting And the fact that her own husband is is in on it and the and she's willing to do it just because she wants the ratings and she wants her fame and it's like it's such a condemnation of our society that we are so fucking obsessed with watching the world burn and that that's what sells and like it's gotten to the point where like I, I get ill turn on, like, local news. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I won't watch, like, local shit fucker news. That's what I call it. I don't know if that's the name. But, like, I read the New York Times every day. I'm very interested in what's going on in the world, but I fucking hate the sensationalization. Sensationalization. Yeah, Yeah. I said that right. Of, Of fucking violence in our society and these people trying to make a buck and make a name off of misfortune.
1: And you see, I feel like I'm on the other end of that spectrum where, in general, I... I don't know, I feel like I don't know where to get my news because I feel like if the one news outlet is all the way far right and the other news outlet is all the way far left, and there are just in this day and age and with technology, so many ways to get news out there. Like just for example, you know, you scroll through Facebook and you see an article proclaiming something for the far left or something for the far right, and then you look at what the you know the website is called and the website is called you know, like, fuck the left or fuck the right, you know? It's, like, <laughs> no, seriously, it's, like, it's so hard to trust where your source of news is coming from to actually get factual news and not somebody's opinion weaved through possible fact. Do you know what I mean?
0: I mean, and, and, God. Uh, that's, like, impossible to avoid, though, you know? I,
1: I feel like it—I I understand that, but I feel like it's worse now in the, you know— we'll we'll call it like the last 20, 15 years that we have been like actual participating adults in the world, I feel like this is the worst time for like you can't can't trust a news source.
2: And I feel like at the risk of sounding crazy and conspiratory here, I think that's what they want us to think. Mm. I think that part of how they're deconstructing our ability to get real information is by slandering good media good media exists and and it's out there to to give us unbiased information but because of fucking internet and fucking social media and all that other bullshit and and all of the problems going on i mean i think that that they want us to distrust the media i think we're at a point where we have to like kind of defend them Because they're under attack both metaphorically and literally, if you read the news from yesterday. I mean, another shoot. And, like, I I personally hold certain people directly responsible for what happened yesterday because they are calling for violence and calling for, you know, hatred towards the media. And so... I think that it's more important than ever to find what you like and trust it and and, and violently defend it. Whether it's the fucking Weekly World dum-dum or Fox News or whatever it is, we have to keep the information flowing. Like, that's priority number one. Right? I mean... Yeah. So, but in this movie, they're basically condemning how fucking obsessed we all are with violence. And the ending scene to me is like the icing on the cake of that oh, theme. Yeah. Because she gets on the news and turns into a fucking werewolf. Like she was bitten and she fucking transforms on the news and nobody blinks. And then people are like, and then she gets shot. And then she gets shot and killed, yeah. And then nobody, bl- and then they just like turn to a commercial. And it's such a
0: fucking No, it, no one scene. believes it. Everyone's like, oh, special effects are crazy now. It's like, don't oh, what? We wouldn't believe it either. I, I fucking totally would believe it. No, you would not. If, if, if in 1981 a woman turned into a werewolf, during the news, during a news broadcast, I would be inclined to believe that because how would you be able to pull that shit off without like cutting or like, you know, choosing very specific angles. But like, I don't know. I'd be like, holy shit, especially since crazy stuff like that happened a lot more back then on TV. Yeah,
2: yeah. They were you know? really, I mean, this was really the start of the over, like our our voyeuristic Obsession with seeing the violence nowadays with like fucking YouTube and all that. Oh yeah, I am floored when I'm watching the news and they show a death, and I know that that makes me just like old school and like I'm clutching my pearls over here. But like, fuck, they just really do just show anything now,
1: even on Facebook when people are showing viral videos of oh my children God. fighting in school, like somebody, oh my be- God. Like, like the yeah. students beating the shit out of each other.
0: This is why I try and distance myself from all of that as much as possible. Seriously. And just try and concentrate because I think something oh. that we're losing, you know, as we're becoming more technologically advanced, as we can reach more we- people, more like, more easily, we're starting to lose our humanity a bit. A hundred And our connections to actual human beings because we're all, like, very – we're all a bunch of ideas, like, you know, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Like, none of us are, like, these, like – ideologues like perfect like oh this is perfect liberal man and this is perfect concert none of that shit exists and we're forgetting that and i feel like i don't know you can you can tell like who you want to be in your life and who's important but you need to like give them a chance and you need to you need to like talk to them and 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 treat them like human beings you know it's i don't know it's rough now everyone's getting sorted into bins and stuff i think i've
2: lost my civility in that arena, Mm -hmm. which scares me. I mean, I've never considered myself to be someone who's desensitized. I've never considered myself someone who's willing to, you know, draw lines in the sand based on politics. But for the first time in my life this week, I literally defriended anyone who posted rhetoric that was for the illegal immigration policies and for violence against other human beings. Literally, to the point where I was like, defriend, defriend, defriend. Because I'm at a point now where I firmly believe in my heart of hearts that this is gonna be a turning point in American history and the time for civility is slowly fading away. And it scares me. It scares me that I feel this oh, way. Yeah. You know, I not to turn this into a political podcast. Well, but no, but I think we've
1: know. we've had this discussion before, and I don't remember if it was during a podcast or if it was just after when we were kind of just BSing and cleaning up, but how like in like at this point. You're you, you know, like there's I don't know how to say it like you're left or you're right, you know, and it's like you. C- there's no there's no way for most people. I'm not going to say everybody, but there's no way for most people to say something either for or against Trump and have there be any sort of civil conversation afterwards. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. you might be right. And that's, that's a scary place. To yeah. Be and in it's like in it's our history. So we are so fucking divided that it's 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 black and white but because me, you either like, love Trump or you hate Trump
2: but it's not like the most the most like resonant thing i saw this week was we don't have a difference in politics or opinion we have a difference in morality yeah like there are the racist aggressive white supremacists and then there's the rest of us. Mm-hmm. And to me, there's no other divide that matters at this point. Right. It doesn't, it, to me, it's not about fucking Trump. It's not about the fucking politics. It's about there's the right, like there's correct right and wrong for morality and human rights. And, and that's it. Like it's, it's evolved past that. And now we are in a, a moment where casual racism and aggressive, like we have been condemned by the United Nations for crimes against humanity. We as a country. So to me, this isn't about politics anymore. This is about you're either ag- you're either with us or you're against us. You're either the person that's going to fight for the rights of other humans or you're not. Mm-hmm. You believe yourself better than everybody else or you don't. And that's where we're at. And I'll cut this all out, but I'm <laughs> just saying, like, no, it's okay.
0: Just watching like these old movies, it just makes me nostalgic for those times when you could just forget, like, say fuck all of that shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I, hate, I I don't
2: think we we can anymore.
0: We can't do that no. anymore. Every we can't every, hide in the every sand day anymore. you're bombarded with so yeah. much information. You and, know and so much about every single person in your life every single day like it's impossible to That's treat a lot of people like like a human being anymore when you know I'm sure that my grandmother, you know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I would probably have some opinions that would make me dislike her very very much but since she was my grandmother i only I like knew her on one level and that was the only level that i could ever fucking know her on because there was not a, a giant sounding board for every single asshole in the fucking world <laughs> <laughs> to say this is my fucking stand on this you know what i mean so i don't know it's just it's it's rough just and watching I d- people using telephones and stuff, I'm like, oh, they're talking. People talking to oh, other people <laughs> over the telephone. That's that that happens. That's so cute. Remember when that happened? But let's yes. start. Let's go back to talking about the <sighs> fucking movie. <sighs> oh, God. So, now so, that I've. So how about driving about. while you hold your girlfriend in a headlock? What's that all about?
1: Oh, that was cute, because they had they didn't have bucket seats. They had the bench seats, so when he was driving her to her little crazy colony... I thought colony, he was
0: going to be like... I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: that's, you know, bench seats for Roadhead, man. Like, that's the way it goes. It looked, da- just,
0: it looked dangerous to me. That's they, all I'm saying. They,
1: they, they, look, they were just snoogling. That's all. They were snoogly, <laughs> driving in with bench seats. I really liked what the, uh, the whole... I don't
2: know if you guys caught this, but, like, on the news, in the background, while all the stuff was happening, they were talking about, like, repression is the father of neurosis, and how, like, if we don't get... Give in to our natural instincts, we will, we we become repressed in that, like, when we deny the beast, the beast finds a way. I thought that was a cool theme to like tie to this idea of werewolves Mm -hmm. being like this more primitive version of ourselves. Like, Mm. I mean, I don't know. I think we're in a pretty repressed society, right? Are we?
0: Oh. Not as much anymore. Yeah. Not as much as we have, now that we have a playground where we, where we can let our ids just go fucking nuts. That would be the
2: internet, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Just
0: yeah. just yeah. now, now, now that we have the internet, like, there is no, like, that's where your werewolf comes out. Yeah, yeah I Everyone's find got find a, a better way to use the internet. The internet I, <laughs> like, it's I ter- never. I just don't really use it. Yeah. Just for
1: porn.
2: Yeah? I'm oh, right. wait. Oh, <laughs> wait, no? just me? What? No? Um, I literally feel like I use the internet like, like a bambino. Like, I'm like social media google read the newspaper d- close like i want to no. go vis- can i visit the dark web like what? no please no don't. no should i not do, go do i want to go gonna. i want to go you guys like, we go? like, like
0: don't even use facebook don't oh, even use no. facebook any anywhere you shouldn't be here's the thing you should treat the internet like an encyclopedia and you should just not just google stuff <laughs> you should you should not stand, use social media <laughs> stand on it to this reach
1: th- the stuff
2: on the top shelf <laughs> Sell it from door to door.
0: Just, just just always always give always give social media that side eye like, all right, all right, I don't you know I think you're trying to say something. But I don't think this is honestly what you think or, or would do in real life. Oh.
2: Yeah, it's like I feel like when I'm on social media, it's like we''re we're, ta- we're having a meaningful conversation in the back of the car and social media is slowly going to grab for my boob. That's the way mm-hmm. I feel when I'm on social media like I all know right. they're gonna do something dirty any second now and, and it makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. but yeah I do I do think though that we still have this kind of weird neurosis that comes from I do subscribe to like Freudian beliefs about like you know suppressing ourselves too much and what that does for us all right you have to choose. You die or you
0: become a werewolf. Werewolf. What kind of werewolf? Like the a werewolf in this werewolf. movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally, 100%. Yeah. Because they have complete autonomy over their werewolfness. And this in this movie, yeah. they're not controlled by the cycle of the moon. Yep. They don't turn into a wild animal yep. they can't think. There's a there's a point where where <laughs> where robert picardo that's his name right yeah eddie (laughs) where he's the full-on werewolf and someone's going through files and he just takes the files like no don't mess with my filing system (laughs) so you have complete like your brain doesn't go like crazy or anything
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it seems like a complete complete departure from like american werewolf where Mm -hmm. right like how they say like, like you know you are an animal, like you know, you can't think you would bite your best friend, right. kind of thing. Yeah, no, I I agree completely. In this one, you're in total control. You don't need to rely on the moon to change. You mm-hmm. get to go through a pretty interesting transformation scene. It seems like there's a lot of. Oh my sex. god, she's you'd like be, a
2: cute little werewolf, when right? She transforms. She's adorable. She's
0: adorbs. You'd be you'd be uh, you'd be crazier. You'd be oh, crazier okay. for sure because you could turn to an animal and just rip oh, okay. people to shreds. But I mean, it's better than, I don't know. It's not the same. It's not the same as, like, completely losing your humanity, you know? You become, like, a new thing in in, in the Howling lore. Okay,
2: so I'm going to say something crazy.
0: I think having
2: control over my werewolf tendencies would make me lose my humanity quicker than being, like, one that's just susceptible to the moon and has no control. Because I think that having that kind of power, having that kind of ability to just fucking... Demolish people and control people around me and all that other shit would would make me lose my. I'm more afraid of having this power that I control than of having a power like like lock me up in a cage every fucking full moon and we'll call it a day. No, but all
0: you need to do is find like an old Romani lady that will put a curse Ooh, on you. <laughs> Good point. And then <laughs> I mean, you might be tortured for yep, the rest of your life, yep, but at least yeah. you won't like kill someone and not feel guilty about it. That's true. So That's exactly.
2: Go. Um, also, I'm just going to throw this out there. When they first get there, you see a party like that going on and you fucking stay. I would have been like, I'm out of here like my three note, seconds into that fucking party.
1: My note is welcome to the makeout out hoedown.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, like, it was it's the so worst weird. music. It was As, the
2: worst music. And the fucking shadows and dancing and the fucking... What is up with that fucking party?
0: I don't
1: know. I don't know, but I think this is going to be the part of the podcast where I point out that... Um, all three of us wrote a very specific note because for just a very brief second, somebody was mentioned in
0: this movie. It's not a It's a one second.
1: Who, who was it, Nate? Who? Nate? Nate. Was it Wolfman Jack? <laughs> it sure was.
0: Coming at you on the uh, telephone. I was so radio. excited. Radio. I don't know what I'm on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My note is Wolfman Jack. Hit it, Nate. Oh,
0: Mine is
2: yeah. Nate with a bunch of A's. Wolfman Jack, (laughs) put a star on it.
0: (laughs) I was, any werewolf movie I see now, if they don't mention Werewolf Jack and it was made before, let's say 1990, I think that's fair, then they have failed. Absolutely. They have failed Uh, as a film creator, not mentioning Wolfman Jack and a wolf movie, werewolf movie. Agreed. So, Joe Dante, you did it. You passed. Good job. But I, I never really doubted well Joe done. Dante. Well, no. Done. Why would you? Um, what are you, a monster? What are you, a werewolf? What are you,
1: a wolf? <laughs> so I want that occult bookshop to be real Mm -hmm. and I want it to be in my town. Oh my god, me too. And I want Mr. Futterman to be the one that owns it so I can go in and visit Mr. Futterman in the occult bookshop every day.
0: I was Uh, I was starting to get upset because it was like a half an hour into the movie and I was like, Where's Dick Miller? (laughs) I was like, this is a Joe Dante movie. And I haven't seen Dick Miller and this movie's been on for thirty minutes. And when he shows up and he's being all salty and he's yelling at people for touching books, I was like, that was how I felt at work that day. (laughs) Like, put that down. You're gonna get it all greasy.
2: I absolutely loved that at the end when they showed him mm-hmm. and he was like, ah, shit. When he was watching like the thing, cause he basically was like, I sell this shit cause people are stupid. Like he, like, he was so like, he was such a great anti-typical creepy old bookstore owner. Like he was like, I'm just fucking making a buck. Like I don't believe in any of this shit. It was, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I thought it was a really well done character. Um, shit you guys anything else on the house oh
1: I got a ton more oh good oh yeah. man
0: uh, the one, one thing I like uh, the one there's one scene where uh, D's uh, boyfriend goes and he bangs the, the werewolf lady fucking and, asshole and it's playing like this romantic music I was like this is uh, not no no you right, and it was play, really long. It was really long. Ugh. Why was it playing that music, though? Because it was playing, like, the sweet, like, 70s, like, love story, yeah. like, music. I was like, no, this is, no, you shouldn't right. You shouldn't be getting a into tender this, moment, like, oh, right. You should be, like, ew, what, stop fucking doing that. What fact are you doing? That he,
2: like, blames her because she's PTSD and doesn't want to have sex with him because it triggers her fucking terrible memories. What a fucking asshole he it,
0: is. Listen, I, I I don't think it's his fault, though. Because, oh, what? Because he was already being turned into a werewolf. And I think that was just his animal instincts taking over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Think, he had been bitten by his, then. I yeah. don't think it was. Oh, his, I think he gets an ad on this dick. one. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah,
2: but see what I mean about, like, even though you have control, you're still turning into a fucking asshole? Yeah. See? that's mm-hmm. not, So before you guys choose werewolf over death, <laughs>
0: I'm <Nope. just> saying. <laughs> I'm well, choosing I, death. I will
1: say I'm proud of her in that scene because, you know... He gets aggressive and he hits her yeah. and she doesn't back down. She's like, you know what? I'm out. I'm done. Bye. You can have her. I'm done. And yeah. she pieces out. I'm like, yeah, go girl. I think
2: so too. I think yeah. she's a very feminist character for 1981.
1: Um, going back to the two werewolves doing it scene. Yeah. Uh, this is really the first time where we see the werewolf transformation um, in, you know, on the film. Mm-hmm. And, I did look into it because they start doing this cool transformation, and then, like, their full transformation was obviously a cartoon animation. And apparently, that was budgetary issues. But they do, in later scenes, show some cool transformations. Um, A lot of like uh, uh, the air bladders under latex, so Mm -hmm. it's like bubbling skin skin. and things like that, the bleeding fingers. And my first thought was, like, this transformation is pretty cool. But it's no Rick Baker transformation. <laughs> so I go on to IMDb to find out who did the makeup for this movie. And, um, yeah, it was Rick Baker. He was a consulting makeup artist on this movie. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, and actually, apparently, werewolves are his thing Because Rick Baker has six movies to his credit where he's done werewolf makeup. And that's just six movies that have some sort of werewolfy title there might be others under his belt that don't specifically, like, have it in the title that's kind of werewolfy, but I counted six movies that were Werewolf, The Howling, American Werewolf in London, The Beast of Something, I forget what. So he's a big fan of doing, of doing uh, like, kind of beasty creatures, and I'm a big fan of Rick Baker, so... High five. Hey,
0: if you can do it, mm, you know, and Hi. I'm sure if someone called him and was like, oh, you're you did the werewolf makeup for these famous werewolf movies. Please do it for us. And it just, you know, yeah, good for him. And
1: he did the howling first and then he did. Yeah, maybe American these were like, like his training wheels. Of Dude, like, they're awesome. You know? Also. The transformation of when uh, – what's her name? Terry, when she's being attacked and she cuts off the one werewolf's hand. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And the werewolf hand that turned back into the human hand. Yep. I, l- I oh, really, really dug that transformation. I wrote down,
0: I wrote down on here where, – where did I write it? I wrote it. Uh, sweet bubbly hand transformation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the SFX junkie in me also enjoyed – the lengthy transformation scenes. like They were, they were, they were pretty long. They took long. their time They did. Them, yeah. They took their time. And, and they I, were pretty good. I like them. I was, yeah. I was a big fan. Um, toward the end, the last few notes I have, when she's getting away uh, with the guy from the TV station and they're in the car and they start firing the gun in the car. Wow. Like I'm pretty sure when you fire a gun in a car that close to your head, there's going to be some ill effect.
0: <laughs> she kept pointing the barrel of that shotgun at her face to only... You're going to shoot your fucking eye out.
1: You'll <laughs> shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> um. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the last note that I have is, oh, snap, twist ending. And I wish, and I think we all agree on this one, that they would have just ended it at... Uh, and when she kills at, and herself? And when, 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 I he, wish, when she dies, yeah.
0: I, I wish that the ending would be she killed the, she's killed on TV, and then you watch her body, like, bubble back to human slowly over the course of the... The few minutes that it takes, you know, for the credits to roll, but instead they cut to this bar scene, they're like, Oh, the other lady werewolf is still alive, and she looks directly in the camera and I go, Fuck you, stupid. Yeah, I didn't like that My notes here, this ending is awesome. And then I wrote, Ah shit, they ruined it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And especially for never having seen that ending part, and when they're like, Hey lady, how do you want your hamburger? At the same time she said it, I said it. Rare. I'm like, that was so stupid and predictable. Agreed. I wish they would have just Fade to black after after Karen is shot. Yeah, fade to black. There yeah. was
0: also and like I think it was like Abbott and Costello or something at the end. I don't know. Right on after the at top, the end on of the, the at the end of the credits, they played like an old timey black and white like like uh, movie clip. Oh really? That's how oh, it, I don't that, think that's it's how it it ends. for
1: that. Yeah. Maybe Abbott and Costello meet the werewolf. I don't werewolf? know. See, I don't know. I'm
0: not really a pro on on that era. Yeah. So. Me neither. But there was like an old timey movie clip after the credits. So I don't know.
2: I I was impressed with how much like no meat, no pun intended, there was to this film. Like I I f- I tend to feel like one of the, the, the downfalls of werewolf movies is that they tend to be a little vapid. I don't know. I liked that this movie had a lot of layers to it and a lot of thematic you know,
1: I, th- This movie gave a thumbs up. This is something, yeah. like this is the kind of movie that like I probably won't like just randomly pick up. No. But this might be like the, you know, like uh, well, this will fall into like the every Halloween, every October rotation now.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Like I don't think I would pick it up like in a random July, but in October, I think this is a, something that I would, uh I'd put back on.
0: Yeah. That's good. There's there's some really strong scenes in this movie. I feel like there's a lot where it's like, Man, Yeah, but for sure. But there there's there's quite a few, at least four or five really strong scenes that are enough to to I think carry the movie.
1: All right. So we go from nineteen eighty one all the way to the bright and glittering year two thousand talking about ginger snaps.
0: Yeah. And
2: and this was one of my picks. <laughs> no <Yeah>. surprise there. <laughs> um because it's fucking awesome.
1: Ginger and Bridget are two weirdly morbid sisters kind of outcast they don't like to be like everybody else they like to be a little bit different and uh ginger is blossoming into a young woman there's a weird correlation with getting your period and turning into a werewolf that (laughs) i'm not quite totally on board with i'm gonna let marissa explain that one but there's a lot of blood and there's a lot of transformation and there's a lot of metaphor a whole lot and 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 and
0: and the dude gets his period for the yeah. first time. Yeah, and there's
1: a boy that gets his period. There's a <laughs> lot. Yeah, there's a lot to <laughs> unpack in this movie. Holy shit. Yeah.
2: The way that he, tra- per- like, transforms versus
1: the females is so yeah. fucking it's interesting. Fucking there's Just, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how. So this is a werewolf movie um, and period movie. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> nah, it's perfect.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, to me, this is a movie all about duality. So, like, and what I mean by that is you have these two sisters who are on very, it turns out, very different levels of, of their own life and their own, you know, like, coming into their own, and they have this really interesting, like, suicide pact almost, where they're, like, 16, either we're out by 16 or we're dead, and, like, they have this obsession with being morbid and different, and the irony is, is that once Ginger gets bitten, or, Gets her period, if you will, and I will. Because they're both the curse in this movie. There's a duality there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, they... <laughs> she literally just wants to fit in. She loves the fucking attention and love. So I think there's this theme that, like, we all have this, like, duality of, you know, child versus adult, uh, fitting in... Wanting to fit in versus wanting to be the rebel. Um, you know, like, I, I don't know. There's just so much double meaning in this movie. Male versus female, all that good stuff. But, like, yeah, the the so the... They basically refer to her getting her period as her curse, which is deeply ironic because she's also now a werewolf. I think it. I think that what this film is ultimately trying to say, and you guys jump in here and tell me what you're thinking, is that like our change into womanhood truly comes with this horrific, like our body completely deserts us and tr- and turns on us and becomes this fucking horror show for a couple days a month. And I think that this movie makes a really apt, and it's ironic that it, it was it di- directed by a man, but I believe co-written by a female. I'm gonna double check that right now. But I think what it's saying is that, like, at the end of the day, women do suffer this kind of like thing taking over them that's bigger than them, and that is your your ovulation cycle and your the menstruation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the it menses. And al- <laughs> also,
0: it also made me <laughs> appreciate that women all have this commonality, and men don't have that. That's right you know men don't have like this thing that happens to them every month that they all can say like oh i completely understand like it takes it takes a lot of empathy and compassion for a man to be like hey listen you know you're you're feeling crappy for the next few days like i'm going to try and you know be nice about it. because there's no like from from a male perspective like you just don't understand it at all but every single woman understands that right
2: right and it's it, you're right it's something that does kind of bring us together but It speaks also, I think, to, like, women, for some reason, are always at fucking odds with each other, too. Like... You know, like, I think it's part of the reason why we have more male friends than we do female yes. friends, Jackie, mm-hmm. because we are very at, like likely to not buy into that bullshit. Yeah. And so we tend to gravitate more towards males. So what I, what I, so, okay, there's so much. There's just, I get excited. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, like, I don't even know where to start. Where do you guys want to start? And yes, it was co-written by Karen Walton, who also wrote the story with the director, John Fawcett
1: um i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna read my first three notes that really are probably the total polar opposite of things that you have written marissa okay i like the gore but right out the gate fuck you for killing a dog oh my god there's another dead dog on the field how are they playing field hockey and no one noticed the dead dog on the field come on stop killing dogs
0: those, those, are my three, fir- those are my first three notes. Do you want to know what my first note is? What's a gaunch? I mean, I can guess, <laughs> but... <laughs> I can
1: see your gaunch. I'm like,
0: what the hell is a gaunch? Oh, I mean, I can guess, but geez, it's the first time I've ever heard that.
2: <laughs> All right, my first two notes then for sharing. The first one says, complexities of sister relationships. Explore explore thoroughly. Change equals metaphor equals period equals womanhood question mark and then outcasts versus fitting in question mark those are my first three notes for this film so we are coming at this from very different arenas
1: i only have two more notes no i have three more notes i have three more notes and that's it well no honestly i was really sucked into the movie so i didn't want that's
2: a good thing but my last
1: three notes were bridget is really good at frowning she is this movie was awesome
2: okay i agree
1: Periods are gross. I can't stand women that glorify the blood.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna stop you there and I'm gonna say that the glorification of the gore
1: is so. Oh, no, 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 I don't mean in this movie. Right, no. I I just mean like the people, like the indie artists that like paint portraits with their menstruation blood and they're like, oh, it's art. That I have a huge problem with.
2: Okay, so I am gonna say that our misogynistic society has made it so that we are to be ashamed of the blood. And you and I both know, Nate, I'm going to pretend you're not here, so do, I'm going to apologize, and then you can tr- tr- chime in and tell me if I'm right might, on.
0: I might understand this more than Jackie, for yeah. all you know. I don't know.
2: I think that if men got periods, blood would suddenly be totally okay. The idea of our bodies bleeding is only one th- a thing to be shameful of and a thing to be hidden and like they do goofy shit on TV like you know pour cranberry juice on a fucking tampon because it's females that that bleed and as Mr. Garrison says, men don't trust anything that bleeds for seven days and doesn't <laughs> die. Um, <laughs> but like, so this movie says, I'm going to take your nose and I'm going to rub it yep. in the fucking blood. And you're going to have to come to terms with the fact that this is part of, we hide this. Like, okay, but, oh, but God, like, my tampons bloody? I better wrap it in a napkin and hide it in the garbage can so my husband of 20 years doesn't see it. What about like, poop?
1: What about it? It's waste, right? And both men and women poop. So if somebody paints a portrait with poop, can we celebrate it the same way we do it with menstrual blood cuz menstrual blood is okay, waste? Okay,
2: so f- so I think the the celebrating menstrual blood as art but, is an extreme. But first of all No,
0: but I think I think that using menstrual blood <laughs> as a medium is has much more meaning than using poop because that you could you could associate I way m- menstrual yeah, I mean,
2: blood creates life like menstruation creates means,
0: life it means more poop than just blood poop, poop is no, just but poop it could be garbage the comes out of
2: you is is that is that's, waste, right? that's that's the that's waste that's, but that's the wasted that's it. life it's 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 a symbol of the, exactly. the potential it's of my body s-
0: it's much more symbolic than just poop because poop could be you could, you don't need to use poop you could use a piece of garbage you could use pee you could use any like excrement you could spit on something I, but I, like but like menstrual blood has a lot more symbolism and i'm sorry Jackie, I wish I could back you up on this. No, one that's, I, don't, I don't. I don't mind. This is two. We're two for two tonight. I'm really excited. We no, never it's fine. Great. I don't.
1: I don't mind being out. I mean, that's just how. That's personally how I I just I feel. think that I we're don't. taught
2: to be ashamed of the blood and we're taught to hide.
1: Like now, your tampon can be compact,
2: so you can hide it in your hand, <laughs> and nobody will know that you're on your menstruation because the bears might get you. Like that kind of <laughs> Sharks bark- can <laughs> smell the, the, the blood. menstruation, right? Like that kind yeah. of bullshit mentality is so. Just speaks volumes to me about just how misogynistic our society is and just how females, instead of being revered for this fucking unbelievably cool magic trick we do every month, mm-hmm. have to be <coughs> shamed for maybe,
1: it. Maybe that's why I have the stance on that, too, because of the whole like childbirth thing and like having kids and stuff. Well, what do you mean? Because I, I don't like children and I, d- I, I don't like the idea of having kids and I don't think it's any sort of like... Cool, awesome trick that we do. I, to me, parenthood is a burden, and children are burden. No, and that's fair. So no. it's like, so I think to accept I think that. perspective why, And I think that's why, like the whole. I I think I have that whole like. To me, menstruation isn't.
0: Jackie, I think you should be an artist because I think that you have a unique view on this kind of thing. I do. And I'd I like to see that, what you do. I think that you could <laughs> make something crazy. <laughs> with with what no I'm, I'm being completely sincere i'm not trying to make fun of you or anything no i
1: know i, I know. think it's
2: hilarious <laughs>
0: hey how about that scene how about that scene where Please. the mom is going through the laundry and she pulls out the panties oh, and they are they're soaked you. with blood and how she's just she like spray, spray spray oh my god i died Wait, i, <laughs> I do, fucking I, died dude, there are
2: so <laughs> many really legitimately fucking funny moments in this oh. movie
0: I love that the mother is has no idea what's going on, but she is like, she's she's amazing. She's fucking awesome. She's such a fucking good mom, even though like it's like crazy shit that she's like getting into. She's She's like, oh, I found a person's fucking fingers. Yeah, she's like, like, listen, girls, you can run. I'll burn the house down. I still love you both. I know, and (laughs) and
2: I fucking, I, I have that as a note that she's a fascinating character, and she's literally one of the best females fucking mom characters in horror ever. Yeah, she doesn't,
0: like, fall into a, 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 like, stereotype. Any sort of negative stereotype. She
2: fucking... And, like, okay, so I think, Jackie, you make a really good point about this other side of the spectrum that I think I'm guilty of not seeing because I am a mother, where it's almost like... People treat it like if you don't have kids, you're wasting your fucking, you know, like, oh, look at this magical thing you can do and you didn't do it. That's bullshit. And I think that it is a burden to be a parent, a huge one. And if you're not taking it on willingly, but you're doing it because society dictates it, it's deeply problematic. And I also think that people get so much shit for not having kids, and that's such fucking
0: bullshit. It is bullshit, especially since guys, like, are encouraged to jerk off 100% of the time (laughs) they're awake. (laughs) Who encourages you to jerk off 100% of the time? The, The, like, internet. The entire internet is constantly telling me, hey, you should go jerk off.
1: I think that's just the website you visit.
0: No, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. No, but I mean, like, no one would fault, like, a dude for going to jerk off. In fact, in, like, movies and stuff, they're like, oh, you got to jerk off before a big date. It doesn't work like that, Marissa. <laughs> <laughs> Refractory period is not that long. <laughs> like, it doesn't take that long for you to be ready again. If you jerked off before a date, like, it wouldn't help you at all. But if you're jerking off before a date, how long is your date gonna be? Five minutes? Like, <laughs> like I don't understand like how that's gonna affect your date.
1: <laughs> I love where this conversation went. I love that this went from like a philosophical if you know what a five minute
0: Listen, it's not even a five it doesn't even need to be five minutes, it can be an hour. An hour is that fair?
1: I see what he's saying though. Like if you have a date at seven o'clock and you're going to jerk off at six, yeah, it's not yeah. like how's going to help you? Like you're going to be ready, right yeah, yeah. yeah. That It's that is just fair. A, it's
0: <laughs> just a joke for something about Mary. That's <laughs> why that exists.
1: Besides, but I mean, like I, I don't touch my sin cave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my sin cave. <laughs> she just rings the doorbell. Yeah, if
1: you <laughs> ring the doorbell of your sin cave, <laughs> Satan will Cave. satan that will answer satan will answer if you ring the sin doorbell <laughs> <and here's laughs> <him there. answer.
0: laughs> no but i mean like
2: <laughs> that is the funniest thing how it's have i s- never heard this oh my god oh you just made my forever <laughs> <laughs> all right so getting away from my sin cave and back to uh oh,
0: i hope just i never have to get away from it
2: <laughs> just for now we'll go back later oh um, thank god <laughs> That mom is fucking legit the most accurate mom I have ever seen on a fucking horror movie. Because if my daughters, because I I have two daughters, and they're going to menstruate probably really close to one another, and this place is going to be like a hellhole every month when they do, um, you guys will never want to come yeah, over. No, we're
1: going to record at my house from yeah. now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> as, yeah, like as a mom with, with two kids, I can categorically say if I found Fingers, and I was like, fuck, I think my kids killed somebody, I would burn it all down for them. Well, I would she, take the blame. I would...
0: Well, at first she was willing to give them the benefit of their doubt. She's like, well, maybe it's one of their weird horror things that they do. Right, and then she right. digs up the body and she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And but instead of like turning her kids around or anything, she's like, yo, let's get you the fuck, the fuck like, out of here. Like, I'll right. give you as much cover as I can.
2: Yeah. And as much as I want to believe I'd be the type of mom who's like, no, my kids will pay for their crimes. I'm not. I would fucking cover for them. Yeah. Oh. I'd be like, I did it. I fucking killed them. I
1: would burn down the house for your kids.
2: They are like, oh, I know. They're pretty fucking awesome um but yeah i think the mom is really great i i absolutely love the fact that you take this traditionally very masculine form Mm -hmm. which is the werewolf and you fucking like juxtapose it with this uber feminine thing and you get this bloody gory amazing movie i also love can we talk about the the guy and how his transformation is so (laughs) much more
0: fucked up than hers (sighs) it's oh man
2: he gets it's all pimply and then he bleeds from his penis and it's am- <laughs> I love that you could transfer it through sex too I think that yeah. was such a great like extra th- oh I loved it because sex is our power like yeah. I hate to say it vagina I really power. do but yeah my vagina is a source of most of my magic in this world
0: it's true
1: I, is, is that it vaginas are magical I, don't yeah. know. I, I would say I'd give mine 50-50 because my boobs are pretty powerful
0: it's all, it's all linked. I was it's really all hoping you good. were going to go brain
2: air for the other 50, Jackie. I was no. really hoping you'd go brain Who but you no, you went
1: boobs. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Have we met? Is this our first podcast? <laughs> at the end of the day,
2: I think this movie is an absolutely brilliant look at how we still treat our periods as something to be shamed of and something to be hidden and some instead of something to be celebrated and appreciated for what it is and every time i see a tampon commercial i'm reminded of that
0: i think there's i think there's more to dig into at the end there i think that the the fact that like when she becomes all feral and she's like feeding on like the dude and everything and the sister's like i'm not going to do this with you i mm. think there's more to read into there but w- i need to think about it more i'm not willing to like curtain. i
2: like feel like i need to watch the movie again yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. um
0: the one thing i didn't like about this movie Ooh, is okay. it, it could have used more money it really could have mm, used more money that's fair like, like anytime there was creature effects or anything, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it totally ripped me out because everything like the werewolves look bad, you know, the, the gore and stuff is fine. That's true. The gore and stuff is fine. But anytime like they had a creature on the on the screen, I was like, oh, that's a dumb fucking rubber, whatever. And it looks stupid. and I don't like it.
1: I hope I'm not wrong. And I hope there wasn't any weird, creepy undertone. But I really liked the relationship between Bridget and the drug dealer guy. Yes. Like, I like that there was a male male and female relationship that wasn't based on sex. It wasn't sexual
0: at all. And as
1: a girl, as a female that was raised with all boys, like my first female cousin did not come along until I was about 10 years old. So I was raised with all boys. Someone that has just consistently had more male friends than female friends. And I've had, I'm going to go ahead and air quote society, question me on like, well, like, you know, men and women can't be friends without one or the other wanting to have sex. And as someone that has had countless platonic relationships with men, I loved that there was a platonic relationship, even with him being older and her being younger. It wasn't about that. But do you know what I mean? Like there was, there was, it was a represent, it was a it platonic really male, female relationship that had nothing to do with sex. that had nothing to do with attraction.
0: I, I liked think, that. I, I, I was happy that, to see um, that. Well, I think that because there are a lot of times in male, female relationships, even if it's unsaid, I think there is, I think there is that, that, that uh, back and forth. It's just not acted upon. But I mean, there, there's definitely situations where like it's everyone, like both parties are closer to the middle and they're not like pushing like for that relationship stuff, and it can work. But I think that that's, I, I'm sorry, Jackie, but I think that's that's more the exception than the rule.
1: It's fair enough. Yeah, I, I agree. think
0: I think that yeah. a lot of male female yeah, relationships are, are unbalanced in in a lot of ways. But I think that it, I think definitely you're right. There 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 are totally like platonic male female relationships, and they should be shown more in media so that people will stop thinking there needs to be like some like final stage of this relationship or something. You can't just be friends with another person because like despite the fact that you have different sets of genitalia.
2: I and I think it's interesting that Ginger continues to push for the sexuality of that relationship mm-hmm. and constantly accuses both sides of inappropriateness because I think it speaks to the big divide between them which is that Bridget is still oh innocent in a way that Ginger is no longer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if the movie's saying that it is getting our period that kind of takes away that innocence for us and kind of makes us... Because, like, before she gets her period and uh, becomes a werewolf, she's all about not fitting in and telling society to go fuck itself. The second she gets bitten she walks into school the next day in a short skirt and wants everybody to look at her so it's like it's it's almost like suggesting that she kind of does want to be like everybody else
1: she wants that attention she craves that she prided herself on being a 15 year old or 16 year old without her that hadn't gotten her period until she got her period right and then she became just like everybody else and she's normal you know quote unquote normal she's just like the rest of us because no matter normal no i was just going to say that like no matter what you think or how you dress, if you're the goth or the jock or the whatever, when you're a woman, when you're a girl in high school, no matter what class you fall into, no matter what group, there is one unifying thing about all of us girls in high school. We're all going to get our period. That's right. So no matter who you are, it doesn't matter who you hang out with, who you hate, who you like, who you don't like. We're all getting our period. So we're all in that same group.
2: And when she becomes of the group when she finally starts to fit in she turns into a monster both metaphorically and literally Mm -hmm. and I think that Bridget has been victimized by her throughout their entire relationship Mm -hmm. and at the end to me one of the most beautiful things about the ending is that like so many sibling relationships like you kind of eventually get to the point where you realize you're both going down very different paths and you're both kind of in different worlds and and sometimes that comes with certain sacrifices and and I think there's something incredibly beautiful about like the way that Bridget stays very true to herself in a way that Ginger loses control of and becomes this like asshole and it's like she almost like yeah like you're right the one thing that binds us all is our period but we're it's also like the sexuality of it all and the the want to be desired. like i remember being in high school and so badly wanting boys to look at me Mm -hmm. and i'm not proud of that like as a feminist you know 25 years later but it's it's the truth it's the reality and 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 it's it's a part of that process but we do kind of like i was the biggest bitchiest version of myself when i was in my (laughs) teens i was like i did fucked up things that i would never do now And I think that to some extent, while we are going through that, the changes, if you will.
0: (laughs) The the changes. You know, like we,
2: the worst, monstrous, most horrific part of ourselves come out for just a little bit. And they play. And then hopefully, if you're a good person, they go away. They they get themselves in check.
1: My theory. I'd like to say that I was... Not the opposite. I was definitely I the same as you. I, like I, see, I, I became a
0: complete asshole as soon as like I started noticing girls and the wiener started moving of its own accord. <laughs> like I became a giant asshole.
1: Yeah. Me too. These I, boobs grew in and I went for no, it. No, that's the thing. Like in I think it was probably the summer between seventh and eighth grade, I went to bed in a training bra and I woke up the next day with a B cup. Shut so up. <laughs> So you know, like like honestly, like if you look at my class picture from eighth grade I have giant boobs for being an eighth grader. So, like, that whole, like, yeah, like, I've never had to, like, want for people to look because they've always looked. Obviously, I definitely had those moments of, like, I'm going to try to be sexy because, you know, you're, you know, blossoming teenager and hormones. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like I said, like, I was, like, one of the few girls in eighth grade that, like, when I got boobs, I got boobs. Oh, yes. Serious boobs. I got some. I got some. See, that's an interesting. Yeah,
2: no, not me. I got, like, little tiny little A's and they stayed A's for a long while. <laughs> really having children was were really up to the ante for nice. me in the boomerina. Um, arena. <laughs> now they're all National Geographic i <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> can
0: I can I throw a shout out to the Scarf Party towards the end? When when Scarf <laughs> Party? When when Bridget is like trying to get to where Ginger is oh, and her mom so picks her awkward. up. Awkward. And her mom picks her up in the minivan. There is a car full of people in front of Mom's minivan, just shaking scarves outside of the windows, going woo! And I'm like, what is this? What is going on in this car? <laughs> Everyone has different scarves and they're shaking them out the window. I
2: didn't even notice that. Oh, Why did I notice that? That's all
0: I could pay attention to oh in that one scene. <laughs> no, I, was like, I a scarf party.
2: I was like cringing for Bridget in the party scene. Like, she couldn't even like walk through the party without it being uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. it was like she was just so painfully awkward, and like I just wanted to hug her every time she was on screen like, I also uh, want to
0: throw a shout out to the kid uh, in one scene uh, in the school who's dressed up as Luigi who's got a yes! green shirt and Ashkash Bigasho and I'm like yo Luigi goes to this school <laughs> word
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I think that as much as I did like this movie in, in high school I was definitely I was ginger I was I was a post werewolf bite ginger I was never shy I was never introverted I have always been the extroverted one so I was I was definitely I was a ginger in high school. I wouldn't say I was slutty after how they just they become so opposite because suddenly you know they're wearing the baggy clothes they're not talking to anybody they're just together they're very introverted it's very them and then she gets bit and then suddenly it's like hey look at me So I didn't relate to Bridget in that way but but I liked it I, I liked her character like I liked I like that they became so opposite.
2: Yeah, and I think that they represent two very... Like, getting back to my theory about this movie being about duality, like, there are, there's a Bridget and a, and a Ginger in all of us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, And I think that it's an interesting kind of play on the extremes of the characterization. And, like, I don't know. I, I don't think I necessarily relate to either of these very well. Um, I was certainly not the coolest kid in high school. I know that's shocking to hear. But I definitely had my moment in college where I was probably too popular for my own good and probably too quick to to flaunt it um but i i also don't regret those times i think that it's it's good for women to go and men i think it's important that you go through those stages where you're like a little bit of a ginger then you're a little bit of a It's definitely cool to be both i think so it's definitely
1: cool it's okay to be both and you gotta find who you are and that's the time you're supposed to find it
0: i feel like i've been a bridget for my entire life no way you're so full of shit and it's only like starting to balance out in the last few years where i'm like okay like you can be a bridget but just like chill it out sometimes dude (laughs) like you don't always need to be you know taking photos of dead animals and 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 arranging yourself like a corpse (laughs) all over the place you can be a normal person every once in a while every once in a while i
2: don't know i hear those high school stories i'm not sure if i buy into that nate
0: don't talk about (laughs) me in high school
2: (laughs) Um, anything else for Ginger Schnapps? That's everything that I have. I fucking love this movie. This was good. I can't wait to watch the rest of them.
0: Uh, I'm not excited for more. I am. Because I feel like all the good ideas are always in the first one. Because there's like six Halloween movies too, if you really want to get into it. And I, I guarantee know. you that <laughs> none even. of the other ones are good. I guarantee you that none of the other ones like have like this like we this is a really good episode I think because we've had a lot to talk about like on the subtext of these movies.
2: Yeah. Um so I'm ready to wrap up. What about you guys? Yeah.
0: yeah. Wrap it up like a present. Oh, I <laughs> thought
2: you were gonna say like a like a condom around a penis, if that's where we were going with that. No.
0: Oh <laughs> man, that nurse. That I love that there was a there oh. was a whole menstruation like I, tutorial in the middle. Yes. Like this, is, and here's some condoms. But that
2: is exactly what fucking happens. Like well, no, schools. I already had
0: health. I already had health class in school. Hell. So it was, it was great that the ex the the, the exposition and snaps was. This is what happens when a woman has her period, <laughs> and then it's like ten minutes of the movie. Someone to, like explaining to me a thirty-seven-year-old what a period is. <laughs> That's exa- I was
2: I was really lucky in that I had a crazy hip post you know hippie times mother who literally made me a cake when I got my period and it said congratulations you're a woman and I plan to do that for my girls they're probably gonna hate it but and like she was so cool about it and like it was always such an open and natural like cool I never realized how like shameful society makes periods until I like got it and went out in the real world because my mom was always so cool about it so
0: I felt the shame
2: yeah I felt the shame in my family.
0: for um, anything anything relationship really? sexual sexuality any of that stuff was no. like let's not talk about that oh my
2: god i like calling
0: don't, my you, mom after I had sex don't you don't you have time. school there's this show black lightning on this show this girl tells her parents hey i'm going to go have sex with my boyfriend on saturday and they're like uh Okay. <laughs> like I'm like this is the world we live in now. It's just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing Saturday. I'm going to I'm going to get a hotel room and I'm going to bang my boyfriend for the first time. So, just want to give you guys a heads up. <laughs> and I'm like, I oh, remember call, Not like right <laughs> after that,
2: but like I remember calling my mom the next day after I lost my virginity. To, like, make the big announcement. Like, that's just how our relationship was. I I always promise. And, like, when when I was thinking about having sex for the first time, I went to her and she, like, encouraged me to go to a clinic. Like, put me on the pill. Like, we were... That was just how we rolled. And, like, that's how I want to be with the girls. Like, Matt, I mean... You know I'm not going to be like here girls have some condoms I encourage you to go have sex but You know like I, I want them to feel like they can Come to me about stuff like that and I'm not going to overreact And I, I would love for them to be like Hey I think I'm going to have sex because I'd be like okay You know well, like you
0: got it you got to get out in front Of it then because they're not going to assume that You're going to want to be a part of that at all Oh yeah no I already am
2: <laughs> I already Am that mom who like I feel like My kids know shit that a lot of parents Won't tell their kids yet I'm not going to fucking Lie about things like you know if they ask I tell them
0: vaginas
2: for better <laughs> For worse, go ahead. Any more vagina talk? No,
0: no, this is a great vagina episode. This is a
2: very va- vagina episode. Two, two, girl, two, two girls, one,
1: two girls, one Nate. Oh,
0: shit. Well, wow.
1: <laughs> that's this episode.
0: This episode does is that a- mean you guys are gonna like poop on me and yes. then, yes, the poop actually, off that's me? exactly yep. what's gonna happen. And no, then, I'm no, uh, he's
1: gonna make art out of it, yes, and then I'm gonna paint pictures with poop. <laughs> no, it, no, I told
0: you poop is not like a
1: no, I'm sorry. It's This is it's two too girls, late. one name. Yeah. yeah, no, you have no choice. All right, we'll pee instead. Fine. <laughs> I will throw up on you. <laughs> so we hope you have enjoyed our werewolf episode. Ow!
0: <laughs> ow, ow! Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Talk about werewolves. <laughs> so
1: don't forget to check us out on social media. Just search Jersey Ghouls, and you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. You can find our podcast on SoundCloud and on iTunes, and you can always, always, always find our podcast, our reviews, and our blog on our website, jerseyghouls.com. Oh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. beep beep Vaginas. Serious. for
0: <laughs> 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 the he gonna your record home.